and welcome to this week's Three Legs, Four Wheels F1 podcast. It's Paul here with... Sean. Chris. And Lee. I'm never going to get used to this internet lag. We're going to have to all get together in one room at some point, aren't we? It's revolutionary. Yeah, it's eventually. Review, definitely. Pardon? It's definitely for the season review, I'd have thought. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, book the following day off work because that might be a late one. <laughs> a bit like the way this season started. Um, how are we all this week? Yeah, solid. Yeah, all right. Fine. Okay. Fine. Mm. <laughs> um, just want to kick yeah, off. Sure. Sorry, just want to kick off with an apology to um, Patreon subscribers because we've not had time to record a separate Patreon podcast this week. But as always, we'll make up for it at some point. Promise. Because Chris needs to do some recording, and apparently so do I. That will be worth the wait. Not, not with the song that's been requested the most for me to do. It <laughs> won't. You no doesn't need to be done and um just want to wish happy birthday to uh jane one of our iRacing regulars twitter regulars and discord regulars oh and also happy birthday to patreon kieran thompson as well oh yes the, yeah. the big three out at the weekend yeah big supporter of the show and obviously supporter of our individual musical projects as well uh yeah has a weekly show on uh, vectus radio streams it online have a listen play some really good stuff on there um all it's all new music basically and uh, he has been known to play some tracks by well three of us yes and interview some of us as well He's never bloody spoken to me then again i haven't <laughs> released anything since 2013 so that's probably probably got ah, something well, to do with go. it yeah that'll be it right i'll get me arse in gear um anyway formula one turkish grand prix what a race yeah, it was. We were talking, weren't we, about how the uh, the the Tilka drones never appear to really work, apart from this one. Would usually produce some good races and Circuit of the Americas. This one just produced an absolute classic. Um, yes, it was all down to do with the weather and the slight mixed up grid that we got on Saturday. But and don't don't forget though the um, the resurfacing through a big curveball as well. Well, yeah, that was that was part of it too. Because um, obviously the water wasn't draining properly off of the circuit. It was just lifting the oils, and everybody knows uh, water and oil do not mix. No, that's true. You just get slippery water. <laughs> Correct. It just it, it makes it even worse. So, yeah, um, I mean, starting, starting on Friday, I mean, we normally don't do a review of the full weekend, but um, I think this kind of warrants it, because starting on Friday, everyone was complaining it was like driving on ice, it was too cold to get the tyres heated up, there was, wasn't enough grip to get the tyres going, um, lost count of the number of uh, drivers complaining of spins, some multiples, <laughs> and then Saturday, it decides to just chuck it down. It chucked it down, not even just like by a little bit though, did it? It was proper torrential rain. FP3 was basically, uh, it, it looked like a bunch of drivers who didn't know what they were doing um, in machines they had never operated before. It was bizarre, but also you kind of got the feeling that that then set the tone for the rest of the weekend, but it kind of didn't. Well, qualifying was uh, qualifying was an interesting one. Uh, you know, a couple of red flags. One, one for the weather. One for Grosjean. You're looking at me. I didn't watch. Qualifying. You didn't see qualifying, <laughs> did you? You were at work. <laughs> but yeah, the two, the two red flags during um, during qualifying um, that that caused uh, that caused a few worries. It caused a few worries because, um, well, 
I know some people disagreed with the first red flag, didn't they? Because it was just like, well, it's raining a bit. Bloody hell, we used to see cars go out in worse than this. But the thing is, with the modern Formula One cars, that they're, they're so reliant on downforce. Like, you know, if the, if the water's messing with that, and the, the, the you know zero grip means you've got no control over the car, um, so it's not safe. Yeah, I mean, in, in the dry, those things those things can um, hug the ground like nobody's business. We've all heard, you know, if you you could drive one on the roof of a tunnel if you got it up to speed, etc., etc. Yeah, you you probably could with an old one as well. But I mean, it's it's there was mechanical grip and aero grip, and th- these cars are heavily reliant on aero grip, which of course is going to be one of the regulations that gets changed in a couple of years. But um, yeah, I mean, the the number of tweets are sometimes, oh, they're the best best drivers in the best cars. Yeah, but the cars need a certain amount of clearance off the ground to actually work. And with the standing water on the track, they don't have that clearance. And even if all four tyres are touching the road, there's still a high chance of them aquaplaning. Because they're not, they're not pull, the cars aren't pulling themselves down to the road to actually force the, uh, force the tread through the water. I think it was a special situation as well here, isn't it? Because you've, you've, uh, you had so much trouble with the yeah. surface as well. You know, it was just like double trouble. Oh, he's disappeared. For the whole whole weekend, as far as grip went. Even when it was dry, they were spinning. Yeah, I mean, you know, fr- Friday, Friday's the case in point. No, you're back now. Who's disappeared? <laughs> Lee what? disappeared like, and then came back exactly where he was mid-word about two seconds later. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't do it for me. Ah, how yeah. weird. Are we downloading the entire internet again? I'm not. Bloody Windows updates, <laughs> probably. <laughs> but um, yeah, the I mean the the issue is uh, those cars just aren't designed to um, to run full tilt in the wet, and with the way that F one teams are trying to cut costs now, they, they can't bring the whole um, the whole wet setup unless it's a guarantee one hundred more or less one hundred percent that it's going to be uh, it's going to be throwing it down all weekend, and you've just got you've just got to play the odds and play the numbers. And the weather forecast was going to be was meant to be predominantly dry for the weekend, so you're not going to be able to make these changes. Plus, you can't. Well, act- the, the the weather forecast, like even the week before, had Saturday and Sunday as wet. Not not as wet, and not um, not as much rain as actually no, happened. No, no, but they, but, they had, but but like because I think it was WTF one had a, a like put that out on the the Monday of race week that. It was forecast for rain for Saturday and Sunday because there was a whole thing of well, this is obviously not going to happen, is it? That's the thing you can't you can't go all in on a forecast like five days out. Yeah. No, 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 exactly. I'm, I'm pretty sure anything anything after three days uh, over three days get complete guesswork, isn't it? Pretty much. Yeah. And the other thing, of course, being if it if it wasn't going to be as rainy on Sunday as was predicted, you you can't do a lot with the cars between them leaving the pits at the start of qualifying, and effectively, once you between then and when you get, really when you get to the grid. So if it's going to be, you know, if you think it's going to be a dry race, you have to sacrifice qualifying, which which is why I think Racing Point did well, because. They obviously had a more wet setup on the car, succeeded with it in qualifying, and then the the rain on Sunday and the wet conditions on Sunday were a bonus for them because they could carry on how they were being successful with the wet setup. 
I, I, I think it was more to do with how the cars were turned the tyres on, to be perfectly honest, than what setup they had. Because it wasn't even... Um, there was nothing consistent through it. You know, different cars were, get, were switching things on at different times. It was... It was kind of bit of a bit of a lottery, wasn't it? When you're like whether the race was going to come to you or not, or in the case of Bottas, um, when you were going to spin again. That was insane. Like that, <laughs> six spins, I think that was. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, you've when you've got your teammate, which ends up winning possibly one of the best wins uh, wins he's had in Formula One, and like you can't keep the car on the track. That's very strange. You know, it's, I mean, but like, I, I'm, and I'm not. I'm not just jumping on Bottas here because you, we've never seen that from him before. You know, it was we've we've seen like Lewis dominate a race and Bottas be like sixth and unhappy, but not like sixteenth. Yeah, it was an odd one. We'll we'll get to that later, but we'll do the usual and uh, start at the back and. The Haas part well, won't take as long to get to Bottas. Then <laughs> <laughs> I think, by, by average, Lewis is going to drag him forward a bit, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> well, unfortunately, because I do the list, I have put Mercedes last because we talk about the obvious headline that everyone's been talking about. But uh, yeah, what, what, in terms of to, to, in to, terms to, to, of well, when you look at the first three the three teams that are there that had drivers that did not finish and then the drivers finished next to each other. Bottas is the next driver up from those three teams. <laughs> what, the, 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 the big Mercedes headline of the weekend, Toto Wolff wearing two masks at once. But one of them was like on his chin. <laughs> yeah, solid mask and, and, and cloth mask. I did spot that. that I, I've seen that quite a lot from drivers, though. I've seen Hamilton do that as well. Somebody going to say something? I, th- I thought you. I was waiting for you to introduce we were what we're talking for, about. To start from the back. Ah, <laughs> oh, right. Okay. <laughs> Tell us who's I at think, the back. I think we'll have an internet woes because I did say something then. Ah. Uh, <coughs> right. While I'm while I'm sat here choking, um, yeah, uh, has get the um, get the participation award for this week. Near wanker incident with the pit stops. Oh. Yeah, I, it as it turned out, it wasn't false wanker. It was false. Yeah, false wankering. Yeah. The, the the wheels were on fine, weren't they? But they told him to stop. Just in case there weren't. It's not really yeah. how a fast then, pit stop it, goes. He was just over the line as well, so he wasn't allowed to get the push back. So he had to he had to make his own way sort of in reverse slightly up the pit lane, which is I'm pretty sure that's a penalty. I think that's a big no. That. <laughs> yeah. But I don't know how they, they didn't let that they let that go, and then the Haas engineers pulled him back to the pit box to then go. Oh no, everything's fine. Yeah, just wasted a lap. Sorry, guys. Yeah, I think that I think the marshals actually pushed him back a little I think, bit. Yeah, I think they would have been involved. That that is allowed. I think they can push you back over the line, and then the team can. Yeah, I don't think you're allowed to reverse under your own power. You are. I think not... he may have reversed under his own power, but I'll I'll reserve <laughs> judgment. <laughs> that would that would mean. Sort of, sitting down to watch that bit again, which was possibly the least interesting incident of the race. Um, and Grosjean taking himself out and Latifi. Oh, I forgot I he had really the spin with Latifi. I can't really remember what happened with Grosjean. He barged into Latifi and it kind of finished kind of finished his race and I think Latifi struggled on for a few more laps. I thought I thought they both continued for quite a bit after that. 
I'm not. I'm not entirely Grosjean, sure. Grosjean retired very near the end. Mm. Oh, it could have been Latifi that. Latifi <laughs> retired not that long. I think after the the Grosjean debacle. This is how interesting Hass were. <laughs> then again, Latifi then I, was woeful. I was going to say we'll just move on to Williams now. He was he ever actually within um, eight seconds of um, eight seconds of the fastest laps. Because he just he just seemed to be completely know. off it. But he's, I mean, we we've given Stroll so much hassle over the years. Uh, he's been in Formula One, um, but at least there's at least Stroll had like flashes of some sort of pace about him. Latifi has done absolutely nothing in that car. And I know it's not a great car. And I know he's not going to do do a lot. But even given what he's got, he's done nothing with it. Oh, he was he was Ricardo Rossett slow this weekend. Thinking, <laughs> yeah, then when you look at um, you know, Lance Stroll's, yeah, when you look at Lance Stroll's reason for uh, being good in the tricky conditions, you know, uh, oh, I'm the boy from the north. I learned to drive in these difficult conditions. It's how it's you know how I learned to 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 race in in you know slippery conditions. Is why I excel in them. Well, Nicholas Latifi is also Canadian, and that did not work for him. <laughs> no, <didn't>. no, <laughs> no. It's, it's, it's from the part of the Gobi Desert that Canada annexed, or something. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be great when he does Dakar. <laughs> yeah, he was just. See, that's the thing. I thought Bottas would have been really good as well, because, like, you know, the Finnish driver rallying sort of thing. Raikkonen seemed to excel in it. He, he, he was, I say excel, he kept it in, in a straight line-ish. Uh, he was sliding around a bit and, you know, just... I think he had a, he had a spin in it on Saturday when they uh, after the red flag. I thought when that car went sideways, I thought, dear God, he's never pulling this back. But somehow he did. <laughs> yeah, I thought exactly but, the same watching Bottas. I thought, why why are you not better going sideways? Yeah, why are you a rubbish Finnish driver? This isn't your thing. <laughs> But we've um, we've had this with Bottas before, haven't we? Like, he I doesn't excel in the rain. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it, was it the um, it when was, he was at Williams that uh, that drive at Silverstone? Yeah, I was going to say it was the rain yeah. in the British Grand Prix that completely the rain in Germany last year as well. He yeah. ended up in a wall there, I think. Yeah. Was that was the Silverstone race? Was the race that Williams could have won? Could wasn't it? Where yeah. where we invented the term smedleying it. Well, Smedley it, Bottas it. I don't know. I think I think that race had more to do with Bottas just being shit when he saw a spot of rain. <laughs> I mean, they should be used to it in Finland. It's gloomy as fuck there. I mean, then again, rain's a rarity. It's, you know, it snows in July, doesn't yeah, it? So. Possibly. Um, back on back on to Williams though. Um, George Russell penalised new engine. I thought it was a smart move from Williams to break Park Ferme rules to try and you know, do something different um, pre-race, but I, it didn't work for them. Whatever they tried, it was just it may as well have been just a dry race because, as you say, Latifi didn't finish, and Russell was, I think, second to last of the finishes, mm. and that's only and that's only because Magnussen spent a lap being pulled back into his pit box. Well, um, Magnussen actually didn't cross the line. He um, he retired with about a lap to go, but he was still classified. Because uh, looking at the official results, K-Mag, K-Mag was a lap down on Russell. Right. 
So they actually they actually pulled him into the uh, pulled him into the pits with uh, with a lap left. So Russell was actually the last one to cross the line. It was it was looking it was looking a bit more positive at, at first. Certainly certainly for Russell, not for Latifi. When when the track started to dry up a little bit and the inter started coming in, and all of a sudden they'd got a pit stop back on everyone else. And then that second set of tyres that he had, it just they just didn't um, they just didn't work. And he was one of the, he was one of the first drivers to make the second um, to come in in the second round of pit stops. And just, uh, just lo- you know, just lost it completely because I think he did something like um, 16, 16 laps more before his first pit stop than yeah, anyone else. Yeah, he did, and, uh, and then his, st- his second stint was really short. And when everyone was coming in for their second stops, he was joining them. Yeah, because he was yeah. it was it Vettel he nearly had a coming together with. Yeah, I think it was. I think he, he might have. He might have damaged one of the tyres or flat spot. Oh, I don't think they actually had had a particular collision. It was just they were on the same bit of the pit lane at the same time. Mm. Oh, oh, sorry, yeah, collision, near, near collision in the pit lane, yes. yes. Oh, no, it was Verstappen. Oh, it might have been Verstappen. It was, it was Verstappen because um, Max had made his pit stop and he got... He was coming out as Russell was, was coming in. He was coming out as Russell was still going in. Um, but, yeah, another... Another iffy one for Williams. There was the potential for shenanigans and the points, and now I think we're seeing Williams finish on zero. It's looking likely now, isn't it? Given that we've only got three races left, uh, chance of chance of you know weather-based shenanigans at these last three races are extremely unlikely. Although it is twenty twenty still. Um, <laughs> sand, Anything sand, could happen. You know, Sandstorms. Yeah, possible, but you know, I'm just trying to think of like a. A shenanigans based we've had safety cars at Bahrain before but I don't think it's going to be enough to get I don't remember you know, an outrageous winner yeah, sure. no Perez got a podium didn't he yeah. in, the, in the early I want to say 2014 with the Hamilton Rosberg legendary battle yeah shot, shot of the track bursting into flames kind of the opposite of this yeah. weekend <laughs> um, right oh and the, the other thing of course George binned it on the way to the grid. Uh, took his took his front wing off. Oh, well, into the pit lane. Yeah, because he did the uh, he did the sighting lap and uh, came back with uh, came back with half his front wing missing. He didn't quite do. Giovinazzi uh, did that as well, though, didn't he? He I put was, his car in the gravel. I was going to say, I meant- whereas Ru- Russell was on the radio and he said, "I've just crashed at walking pace. This is ridiculous." <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, we're moving on to Alfa Romeo next. Yeah, Giovinazzi. I think it was related to his off before the grid that uh, made him retire so well because he cooked his engine because he was he was sat in the gravel trying to get moving again, and it. Just killed. Is that what it was? He cooked the engine. Yeah, it uh, it killed the car. The he um, he just sort of ground to a halt. I think the engine gave out because it sounded rough, didn't it? Yeah, bag of spanners. This was, uh, I think, the first time he didn't make places up on the uh, on the first lap as well, which is strange because it's also the first time he got through to Q three. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean that that was that was his best qualifying performance because well, I mean both Alphas in Q three they actually managed to hook the car up pretty well during qualifying. And I was quite, I was quite hopeful for the pair of them being able to being able to hang on, because it looked like they were going to be far and away the best of the Ferrari powered teams on Sunday. And boy, was that wrong! Yeah, it was very wrong. Yeah, 
the uh, as we'll, we'll discuss later, the actual red Ferrari team did all right. <coughs> oh, bless oh. you. Bless you. Oh, excuse me. Sorry, I've been waiting for that since we started. <laughs> oh, hell. <laughs> and there it is. <laughs> but yeah, Kimmy wasn't... He was sort of hanging on to the car, lost, you know, lost it a couple of times. There was the back end was going all over the place, and then he did have that. Uh, he did have that moment. Yeah, he was fairly not particularly involved, really, wasn't he? Aside yeah. from a little moment, he was just there. It was yeah, a kind of. Um, I think uh, yeah, there's a lot of participation awards being handed out this week. Yeah, if if Giovinazzi didn't already uh, have his seat booked for next year, um, I, I would think that he might have gotten a bit closer with that qualifying performance. But, you know, very disappointing on the Sunday. Um, might not have been his fault. We don't, can't really tell, but it's just one of those things. Um, oh, and bin- binning, binning it on the way to the grid on a damp, greasy track on cold tyres can happen to anyone yeah you know I'm, absolutely I'm, you know i'm just waiting for the for the news story to come later on in the week that uh, grosjean sent him a commiserate, commiseratory <laughs> text and you know it can happen to me <laughs> yeah just just like he did to george russell after uh after um monza monza Brain's gone tonight. It's been a, it's, it's been a long <laughs> week at work and it's only Monday. Uh right, Alpha Tori. I was a bit annoyed when I was watching I was I was I watched the race recorded afterwards, so I kinda I already knew what the finishing order was. I was really annoyed watching Alpha Tori because they could have been the team that actually put someone on dries. It would not have worked. But they were in the position where they had nothing to lose. They might as well have yeah. tried it. I was very disappointed. Yeah. Um, we all we were saying, haven't we, how great a season Pierre Gasly's been having, and yet he finished behind Danny Kvyat. Yeah, but he um, started behind Danny Kvyat because he got relegated to the back of the grid because of... Shenanigans. Weird engine shenanigans. On, yes, yeah. On Saturday night, they decided they were going to change his engine. Yeah. If you break the seal... Change everything anyway, because you're gonna be at the back. You might as well just put new everything in there, surely. Yeah, instead of oh, we'll just put the lid back on it. Everything's fine. We don't need to do anything. But then still getting made to start at the back because they'd broken park Fermi. Yeah, it's it's a strange one. Unless they've gone diving in and suddenly realise actually they don't have the parts with them, which is also stupid. Happened happened before when Renaults were powering the car. Remember the stand apart. Ferrari do that once, didn't Ferrari? It yeah. sounds like a very uh, Ferrari thing to do. I think when Alonso and Raikkonen were teammates at Ferrari, uh, they did something on Raikkonen's engine and then realised they didn't have the spare part for it, but it was too late. It yeah, it's, it's, it sounds like a very Ferrari thing. I think he missed like a he missed like an FP three because on a Friday into a Saturday night they decided to change something, and then and then I had to wait for um, DHL to to get an old part from Marinello to wherever it was they were. <laughs> oh, God, <laughs> yeah, Ferrari, Ferrariing things up for years. 
<laughs> but yeah, it just But uh, not for Alonso, strangely enough. Oh, that was that was weird. Ah uh, yeah, but I mean he, he wasn't he wasn't part of what was going on. He never saw it. It just it just happened without his knowledge. Exactly. It happened around him. <laughs> Teflonzo. So, so well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say that one again on Twitter. Um, <laughs> foil, foil, foil Nando Teflonzo. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Alpha Tori managed to uh, managed to bugger up the own weekend. Um, Kvyat went. I think he went out in Q one on Saturday, didn't he? He just he just didn't make an impression at all. And I think he he was he was struggling with the conditions. Um, it was totally anonymous for me. I think for both AlphaTauri drivers in mm. in the rain, especially in the race. Sorry, especially. Yeah, it was just a. It was just all a bit. I don't know. I mean, there was there was plenty else going on on the track without seeing them just taking a corner at slow speed. I just I just don't remember seeing them. No, me neither. Really, <laughs> at any I don't, point. don't know that they did a lot. I agree with what Sean said. I think they were the they they, they pitted, didn't they? With um, when it was possible that they could have put dry tires on, mm-hmm. and they didn't. Kind of about kind of about sums up all the potential that they had at the weekend, and it didn't happen. Um, no, but playing it safe was the right thing to do. To be fair, we can't we can't beat them too hard for, for not not taking a gamble which could easily have messed everyone's race up by bringing out a full safety car and you know we may not have got the final result that we got um possibly yeah yeah because the ferraris would have been crap crap away from the start behind the safety car anyway moving on to renault um look great in qualifying and then ricardo got a good start um ocon ended up backwards well ocon got ricardoed um, Ocon got spun around. Yeah, by Ricardo, who had just been bumped by Hamilton. Mm-hmm. So I mean, Ocon, Ocon was the passenger in that, and that was that caused Bottas's first spin while trying hitting the brakes to try and not hit yeah. Ocon, who was sideways in and, front of him. And Ocon on his Instagram account today said, uh, "Oh, was it last night? Possibly said I got hit twice in the first lap and went backwards both times, uh, so we missed the second spin on the first lap." But Ocon was way down, so. Yeah, I mean, he, he was he in was, terms of a recovery drive to sort of finish line of stern with your teammate. It's kind of okay, I guess. It was, you know, it's it. You it, it, put it this way: he passed Bottas. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, there was nothing they could do about nothing he could do about the first spin, and then obviously we didn't see the second one. Pitted by the end of lap one, he was in twentieth. But catching Latifi. Yeah, actually, he was catching Latifi. <laughs> he was catching Latifi while he was stationary in the pits. I think did Latifi not come in at the end of first lap as well? I think um, he'd had a voyage. Um, I think he did. He must have had. He, he must have had car damage to mm. be that slow for the rest of the race. But yeah, I don't, I don't know. There were a few cars, wasn't there? That went went around on the first lap. Mm. You know, I was I was a um, I was a bit so sort of, I don't know upset or disappointed for Renault because I was I was hoping to see more of him because I think there was the potential. I mean, Danny Rick's a good driver in the wet. I've certainly seen a good, few good usually, but yeah. But um, it was just he got landed though, didn't he, Danny Ricardo? 
Did Lando he? Norris was putting in. Yeah, Lando Norris was putting in some of the uh, some of the fast. I think he got the fastest lap of the race he towards did. the he, end. He, he, did. Did. he did in his, the end. His, well, he, he did. his last stint was incredible, and he got past Ricardo, and Ricardo actually had a bit of a spin, didn't he? Whilst Lando was passing him. Yeah, because I think Ricardo was trying to defend too hard and just just went too heavy on the brakes in um, into the last couple of corners, and before you know it, backwards. Uh, I'm a- so, yeah, an, an okay-ish race for Renault. Given what they've done recently, you'd expect a bit better of them. But mm. one point, you know, tenth and eleventh, yeah. Yeah, I mean they they outscored four teams. Unfortunately, yeah, but un- they've unfort- been the fourth team, haven't they? Unfortunately, mm. the um the three teams that they're uh, that they're battling with all scored more points than them. Yeah, one of them, of course, being McLaren. Um. By definite binary weekend. Not strange not, Saturday. Not binary result. Bad Saturday. Yeah, got, I tweeted. Got I, worse Sunday morning. With a lower with lower grid positions for both of them, and then two points finishes. That, that Lando's grid position was so grid drop was so weird. Mm. Yeah, I mean the word the wording on the penalty. It is. I I understand. Yeah, I understand the penalty a bit better now because I, I tweeted about it and somebody explained it to me. Uh, the fact that that was his fastest lap, the the rule says you can't do your fastest lap if it's under double wave yellows. And Lando did ask if he should have bought the lap, which is why Magnussen was so annoyed that he got booted out in Q1 as well because he aborted his lap and no one else did. So... I can I can understand it, but at the same time, if you slow down and it's purely because of the conditions that you know changing so fast, uh, the conditions change so fast that you know, just happen to go a little bit faster next time round. Then even if you do slow down, that, that, to me that's just a bit you know we need a bit of common sense here. Just should have just come into play and, and just been like, okay, he did slow for the incident, but he was faster through the rest of the lap. Purely because he had better tires, for example, let's just say that. I yeah. think that's it. Isn't it? The yeah. rule, the there, rule not... needs looking at rather than what he did. It's that it should just be for that sector, really, shouldn't it? Yeah, because I mean the, yeah. the the wording of the penalty said they appreciate he slowed enough until he until he passed the incident. It feels like the rules hadn't haven't taken into consideration that type of incident. Mm. Yeah, I mean, you you can't legislate for for every situation, but if the rest of the track's clear, you should you you know you should be able to run at your chosen pace on it between the incident and the start of the mini sector before it. You know, just just have yeah, you know, like yeah. they do um, like they do in Le Mans with the slow down zones rather than rather than sort of giving out a full course yellow or a safety car. Yeah, yeah. You know, just one area where you have to slow down and you have to be seen to be slowing down. Well, I don't know that Formula One has a full course yellows, does it? Like IndyCar does. It It has, like, you know, um, double wave yellows for certain sectors. And then it's then when the green light comes around, it's the, it's the um, you know, that's when you can start going fast again. It's just if you go faster the, from from the first to... You know, from the first green light to the end of the lap, then that somehow means that you've broken the rules. Mm. Yeah. I mean, closest we've got to a full cast yellow in F1 is probably the virtual safety car. Mm. 
because that's that's no overtaking and reduced speed. It's more it's more like a safety car as well, isn't it? Because they, they they do have a pace car that comes out during a full course yellow. What in Indy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean that's that you know first first sign of a crash on Indy even on road courses that that's a, that's a safety car comes out. Mm-hmm. But um, full course yellows like they have in endurance racing or Formula E, where you know, everyone has to slow down, maintain position, but gaps can stay the same. And you, you yeah. know, you drive into a, you drive into a set delta. But you know, if the, if they're having one sector under double waved yellows, yes, definitely, you have to slow down for that. But the rest of the track is fine. But if the double waved yellows come out when you're in a lap and they come out behind you, you can still set your fastest lap. So it's different rules for yeah, you can do different yeah. rules for different drivers depending where you are on track when an incident happens. Well, well, yeah. I mean, if you've got to, well, that's always been the case. I mean, if you've got to drive through the double yellows, then you have to slow down. I, I do understand the rule. I just don't think it's it's not perfect. It just keeps. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, there's, you know, there's no, there's no question that drivers will, you know, should slow during double waved yellows because that means there is a likelihood of people on track. Although Lance Stroll was um, accused of ignoring those when he was unlapping himself at Imola. Yes, I remember that. As it turned out, as it turned out, he did slow down. It was just yeah. a very fast, it was just a very fast section of track. But he slowed down by enough of a percentage mm-hmm. to uh, to make it noticeable. And well, the thing is, double wave. You know, sorry, I was going to say double wave yellows is is slow down, prepare to stop. That wasn't preparing to stop. What Lance Stroll was doing in Imola? No, true. But apparently, apparently, it was enough. And then. As soon as you see the green, resume your speed. But if you're on if you're on a qualifying lap, you see the green, um, then slow down, and you possibly become a hazard as well to anyone that's behind you. So it's yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's yeah. it's an absolutely bizarre rule. You know the the way that it's worded and the way that it's enforced, and you know that is one of the things that needs looking at. But got a few other things to say about stewarding and um, race direction at the end of this, especially in the wankers part of it. Um, but Carlos Sainz, great drive. Yeah, fantastic. Um, typical Carlos Sainz driver. He just kept his head down, kept the car pointing the right way and just got on with it and then found himself in in, in the top five um, and catching the, um, the Ferrari pair um, Right near the end of the race, and we, you know, I was almost convinced that science was going to get a podium at one point, but well, it was only was about, not to be. It was only about three about three seconds off um, off fourth, wasn't he? He was oh, in the was end, but they the end the they race. obviously all tripped over each other a bit yeah. towards the end, which obviously cost them time. Yeah, but no, that was um, that was a fantastic performance, kind of an unsung hero, really, for um, in the driver of the day stakes. A little bit, yeah. It was just a solid drive from him, considering that they got they um, both McLarens were knocked out in Q two, and they got that grid drop as well, as you say. Um, I thought I thought both of them were exceptional um, in those conditions, and uh, Lando, especially for that last stint, 
um, coming through from like 12th or something. And I noticed the gap at one point he had to, I uh, can't remember who it was he was chasing now. Who did he finish behind? Oh, it was, it was just Stroll because he passed Stroll eventually. The gap to Stroll was something like 14 seconds. And then within like seven or eight laps, he was bang. He was right there. He was on Stroll and he passed him. Yeah, I mean, he would, um, I think he did he set something like three fastest laps in the last six? Yeah, something like that, yeah. So I know they just kept fla- just kept flashing on screen uh, new fastest lap for him, and yep. you know that's that's his that's his second one of the season. To say he's, you know, to say he's in a a customer engine mm. team with um, with a car that isn't yeah. the fastest on the grid, you know, it's it's you know it's it's been a bloody good performance. I think so, and it's, it would be nice to see what McLaren could have done had they not had the grid drops. I think it would be good. To, I think they probably would have been scrapping with the Ferraris in the racing points uh, early doors, and who knows where they might have finished. Yeah, um, I think there could have been there could have been podium potential in there with the uh, with the performance of those cars. Unfortunately, of course, getting caught getting caught up in everything at the start happening in front of them, you're gonna you're gonna lose time. Yes. Right, we have Red Bull next. Um, now, Max, Max has said that um, there was a problem with the front wing and there was seven degrees, different, seven degrees difference in angle between the left and the right sides, which is more than the normal difference, and it really threw the balance of the car off. Now, he's not, he's not using that as an excuse for spins, because, I mean, certainly the one that he had behind Perez, that was, that was self-inflicted. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that was that was impatient, old school Max. Mm. Where, you know, like um, first two seasons in Formula One, Max Verstappen. It wasn't the patience that we've seen. I mean, he's always been aggressive, but that was overly aggressive. Um, and even had he managed to get past Perez, one of those cars was going to leave the circuit. You know, at that point, mm. uh, and unfortunately for him, it he got it wrong, and it was him. Is front wing angle something that is subject to park Fermi? No, that Fair is enough. that is um, just about the only part you, you can change, change them in the pit stops. Yeah, you can't uh, you can't you can't change the rear wing angle at all. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, but front wing is freely adjustable um, any time from leaving. Well, obviously not during curfew, but any time after leaving the garage for Q one. So that's what I'm so in. So they could change it between qualifying and race. Yes, fair enough. Yeah. So it, it wasn't something that was done on um, done on Saturday, and you had to live yeah. with it all the way through. It was something that was done at some point, and he had, he had to live with it because the front wings aren't as easy to change as they used to be. Because it used to be stick an Allen key in the side and give it a mm. twist. Well, it's in the top now, isn't it? I think they they stick the Allen keys. There's like a got a long. Like a T-bar Allen key. Um, yeah, that that sounds about right. I think they stick it in the top of the of the wing, mm-hmm. and that's why pit stops for Red Bull anyway can can be sometimes two point four instead of two point one seconds. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was it was a difficult one for difficult one for both of them. Albon was there, then he wasn't there, then he was back there, then he was backwards, and then he was pushing again, and then he was off the pace again, and then Max was overtaking him, and then he never recovered, and yeah, it was, I mean, he, he did he did well to get the car home in one piece. On a different day, though, they probably would and should have been challenging for a win. Yeah. 
had either of them managed to string together more than about 10 laps. Yeah, yeah, but Albon spun, didn't he, at one point? Yeah. Um, and the, the positive for Alex Albon is he was officially the uh, the first tie driver to lead a lap in Formula One history. Um, but that was all down to when everyone was taking their pit stops, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, I'm um, not. I'm not sure that's um, yeah a, a CV leader particularly. Max- yeah, he led because Red Bull no, didn't want I'm... to double stack. <laughs> yeah, and for Max to spin behind Albon, and then you thought, oh well, he's not clearly not going to challenge Alex Albon now. And then the next lap, yeah, uh, be right on, right back on, right back under his, his rear wing again. And to, to me, it's just like you're in the same car, guys. Come on. <laughs> no, I mean, the, like, the, you know, the, the finish, the finish line is turn six and seventh, so they. <laughs> well, yeah, but with Max ahead, yeah. Yeah, but I I really feel that Red Bull uh, Max in particular because of that Perez spin, uh, uh, I think had he been more patient, I believe Max Verstappen probably would have won that race. I think I think he was in with a chance. I mean, after the start he got, I think that I think that kind of set him off because did you see from the onboard the back end just mm. stepped out off the line, and then got he got completely bogged down, and I think I think he dropped to about ninth at one point. Didn't Max. the same yeah. happen to him in, was it Germany last year, where he got a bad start, dropped a load of places, but actually did mm. keep his head and <clears throat> ended up winning said race? Yeah, that, that, yeah that, he did, that was Germany. Yeah, yeah that, is, that is familiar. Um, so we can yeah, do it. I think, I think we found his weakness. Mm. Wet starts. Wet brain. <laughs> Again, I think this is more down to the surface than, like, all of a sudden Max can't start in the wet, though. No, it was on the onboards. Did you see how uh, the difference between Daniel Ricciardo's start and Max Verstappen's start? Yeah, Verstappen's yeah. start. Verstappen started in first gear and was was wheel spinning all the way up through into fourth, I think, when he decided he was it's time to slow down for turn one. Whereas Ricardo started in second gear and was short shifting all the way up through to like I think he took the first turn in fifth. So, you know, I think it was, it's, uh, I think it's just a matter of starting. I mean, don't forget Max is usually pretty good off the start on a dry track. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah. you know his his tactic didn't work. He, I mean the um, the side of the track that he was on was slipperier as well. Because uh, the even-numbered side, uh, the said just before the race, did seem to be because um, it was off the racing line, so it seemed to be a little bit greasier than um, than the pole side. So he just not, you know, what little what little grip was left over from before it rained. Um, whoever was uh, whoever was starting on the right seemed to have uh, seemed to have the better of it what little there was and it was it was enough to um, it was enough to make Max's car a lot slidier yeah but then um, you know there were some drivers who started on that line who got good starts so you know it's just it's just different isn't it each car and each driver was different and it was a it was a totally equalising situation with the greasy track and the wet weather um, just you know exacerbating everything Oh yeah, I mean it showed um you know, it showed the differences greatly. Uh right, racing point next. Um 
Lance Stroll's first pole. Yeah. Um, they said during the race... Great it, qualifying performance. Yeah, they said during the race it was the first time that Stroll had led. I don't think that's true because I think he was leading... He led a race last year. I can't remember where. He led into a corner in... Yes, in, in Germany. Uh, Germany, but he didn't he lead didn't a He didn't lead across lap. the line. Uh, that is, yes, yes, of course. Um... Because at one point, I think in Germany last year, the top three was uh, uh, Stroll, Kvyat, and Hulkenberg. Yes, immediately before Kvyat, not Kvyat, Hulkenberg just drove randomly off the track. <laughs> yes. Um, but, yeah, fan- fantastic showing on Saturday. They they had that car hooked up. It was, you know, obviously it was quick. There was one in first and one in third. Yeah, but their their uh, brilliant performance on Saturday kind of undermined their race performance on Sunday. They were able to switch the tyres on, but then they weren't able to look after them on the Sunday. Stroll um, apparently had floor damage, which is uh, one of the reasons his tyres in particular did not hold up. Yeah, because he was, he was complaining about tyre graining on the on the final set of tyres within about it was within about two laps of the stop because he was he was on the mm. radio saying they're going already, they're yeah. going already, and you could see. You could see the gap disappearing. Well, he just went backwards, didn't yeah. he? And you know, when he came out, came out the pits and he was leading, or came into the pits and he was leading, and then lost eight places by the end. And I think he was losing about two to three seconds a lap. That would sound about right. Something like that. So yeah, he literally just just went backwards. I mean, when he when when the pit stops were done and it kind of looked like. You know, some drivers were going long. He's like, "Well, Stroll might still, you know, fourth or fifth here." And then it was just like, "Nope, nope, nope, nope." Okay, is he actually going to score points? And yeah, uh, you know, Saturday wouldn't be a day to to remember. Is Sunday was probably a day to forget mm-hmm. um, for Lance Stroll. Yes, he led a race for the first time, but oh dear, uh, ninth place when your teammate manages, you know, second is. Uh, yeah, I mean, you, you, you're saying that... It's not the race he wanted. I'm saying that Racing Point didn't hang on to the tyres. Perez only one stopped. And, yeah, well, Perez is well, good with Perez. tyres, though, isn't he? Yeah, and, <laughs> you know, he, he was down to... Um, he was down to slicks by the end of the race. Yeah, there was, there was practically no tread left on the mm. um, on the right side. I think he did say he, he um, had, like, a ridiculous vibration for the last lap or so and was like, oh, God, they're going to blow up, but... Um, Obviously, they didn't. AWS said more than 10%, so he was all right. Yes, because AWS <laughs> is always 100% bang on the money with their stats. <laughs> but that was, that was definitely the best Paris performance we've seen in um, in a couple of years. Yeah, it was um, it was a strong performance from, from Sergio Perez. Um, when you've got two drivers under the microscope for... Um, you know, for possibly the Red Bull seat, we don't know that Perez is genuinely under contention. Rumors say that he is. Um, There's pictures of him on the Red Bull media site. Yeah, yes. with Max talking to him through a towel, which is quite <laughs> telling. I think it's such an odd photo that, like, it just they're just randomly walking in the paddock. There's nothing in the background. It, it is a real. Why? Why do you want this photo, Red Bull? Why do you need a photo of Verstappen and Perez? Yeah. Yeah, unless they were talking about the incident where you know Verstappen spun behind Perez trying to overtake him, <laughs> um, that's the only thing I can think of. But 
And maybe he was talking yeah. through a towel because he didn't have a mask with him and wanted to, you know, wanted to talk to him and couldn't socially distance because he wanted to say something private. <laughs> I'm, I'm just, I'm just spitballing here. Which, again, is something that you shouldn't do in these days of COVID. No, no. Of course, yeah, no spitballing. No, uh, <laughs> shit gets you put in prison for six months, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, it was a good, it was a good showing from the um, soon-to-be-unemployed Perez. Apparently. Well, um, he will be unemployed. It's just where he goes. It's just where he goes to after that, isn't it? Well, yeah. yeah. If if he was putting his claim out for that Red Bull drive, he couldn't have done a better job than he did this weekend. Yeah. No, some, yeah. something something tells me that um, Marco is going to be looking at him seriously. I, I with his one good eye. To be honest. Well, Albon didn't. Albon hasn't done himself any favours recently, has he? No. I think I think we're all of the opinion that Albon's done. I don't I, see. I feel bad for Albon because I don't think he's done. I don't, like, like, let's not forget he did well last year. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's just had such a bad year, and unfortunately for him, he's had a he's had, he's had a bad year when there's a lot of incoming drivers. And I, I think more than anything, teams need to get a lineup sorted for next year that they're probably going to want to carry into the, into twenty twenty two. This is the problem, isn't it? They're going to fire him too late. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you ca- you can't have a bad year in the Red Bull organization. No, because yeah. your bad year is your last year. If I was Haas, I'd look at Albon. No, I think the Haas are going to be looking at a Ferrari check, though, aren't they? Mm. Well, for, yeah, for, one, for one of their cars, else and then a Russian there. check, yeah, Ferrari <laughs> check and a Ural Chem check. Mm. But but that that puts them with uh, two rookies, though, doesn't it? And we kept we kept saying that they probably shouldn't take two rookies. Yeah, if yeah, if yeah. Albon yeah. can like get on the fundraising wagon and find his own check, then that might be an idea. No, I'm not going to say that. Oh, what are you going to say? Well, I think that's why he raced under the um, tied flag, isn't it? Yeah, it's yeah, because he, yeah. he obviously came through the same kind of batch of British um, drivers as like your Russell and your Norris. And yeah, yeah. he went he went to Thailand because there's untapped sponsorship there. Um, there's yeah. a few Thai brands still on the Alpha Tori because they signed on with Alpha Tori. Yeah, depending on the race, it's having moose cider or moose hot dogs. Moose hot dogs? I'd forgotten about them. Yeah, because it's, it's cider when they're allowed to advertise booze and hot dogs when they're not. Yeah, I don't think that's yeah. the only one on that car either. I think there is another No, I think, I think you're right. Alban. Yeah, I think, I think there, there are. Was that, there was that thing as well, wasn't there, where Gasly had to go uh, Gasly had to go to the Thai <laughs> press conference or something for Moose. Yes. <laughs> there was like, the, was like the Prime well, we Minister was there. We we were get- <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah like, we thought we were getting the Thai driver, you know, Alex Albon. Like, no, he, he's gone to the other team now, so the team that's sponsored by Moose has a French driver, so you can have him. Race winner, though. <laughs> Wasn't at the time. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, no, I, no, I still can't say. I'll say, I'll say, I'll say it off air about how Albin could raise sponsorship money very easily. Ask his mum. Oh yes, <laughs> yes. Might bleep that. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, he he would he would be a good fit for Haas because he's got he's got two years experience. But you know, the lure of what will Ferrari give to Haas by putting Schumacher in and 
the marzipan money will come in useful as well. Yeah, I, I, I still, yeah. I still see, um, I still see Mazepin buying the team. Maybe. We know they've tried to buy a team before, and that Gene Haas is not a hundred percent committed. Yeah. Now we'll. Uh... I just don't know what they're buying. That's the problem with buying Haas. Um, they're buying a self-assembly factory in somewhere in Oxfordshire, and they're buying the rights to buy things from Dallara. Yeah, but I don't. Well, I mean, that's just being a customer, isn't it? Um, I just, I, I don't see. Um, it's an entry, isn't it? That's that's yeah, what yeah, they would the, want. Uh, the entry I, I get, but I, I I think for for a single for a person who isn't like part of a grounded motor racing sort of entity, it seems like a bit of a big ask that he can know, he can I, pay I, people. Sorry, he can pay people. He has many money. Unless he, he, can, he can pay people, but it's unless still... the, unless there's some kind of team up with SMP Racing, the the other big Russian racing organization that do have the infrastructure for this kind of thing, that would make more sense mm. if something like that happened. He he but, is heavily uh, it, SMP branded, isn't he? Yeah. Mm. So you know, we could we could see um, Euralchem SMP Racing. On the grid in a couple oh, of years. That rolls off the tongue. <laughs> yeah, SMP Ural Chem Ferrari. It's, uh, yeah, it's, I have a feeling that they won't be Ferrari powered if that happens. It just it just sounds like a bad law firm. <laughs> talking of, talking of Ferrari, um, surprisingly that... late. Yeah, for this season. Yeah, this is the latest I think we've spoken about Ferrari since the end of last year. Or possibly... No, no, Austria. Mm, yeah, Leclerc maybe, was maybe. third, but I think... M- 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 he, was, he, was, no, he was second, wasn't he, actually, Leclerc in Austria? It's been that long ago. Okay. Bottas, Leclerc, Bottas, Norris. Yes. So yeah, uh, yeah. Maybe this is maybe this is the first time since Austria then. So yes, um, the car is surprisingly good in the wet. Yes. Is it good in the wet, or is it that those um, those drivers are actually pretty good in the wet, and it was a bit of an equaliser, and the car didn't matter so much? I think that could be it. You know, you know, you know those two drivers are actually very good drivers. And they're just in an average car, mm. which was made to look a lot better because it was raining. Yeah, I mean, we know we know Vettel's pretty handy in the wet. Leclerc, I don't think I have a great deal of data on my, in the wet, but yeah, yeah, Vettel was my one to watch out for just before the, the race started. I thought, you know what, Vettel is is usually pretty hand, handy in difficult conditions, and he's had a bad season. This is his time. This is his turn to have a good race. And for once, I was right. I mean, you, I, you you surprised the hell out of everybody on the Discord chat on Sunday. One by turning up, and two by saying that. And then <laughs> yeah, one by turning up, and then two two by my internet going. Oh, I can't handle two streams at once. Oh. And then and I had to get off Discord again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're not going to look at that house up by Chris's if the internet's that bad round no. there. <laughs> yeah, don't do that. But no, Vettel was um, Vettel was. 
it was we were we were seeing the old Seb. Tellingly, or maybe not, I don't know, but that was the first race of the season that Binotto wasn't at. Yeah, I think Binotto might get binned off. Binottoed. <laughs> well, didn't um, didn't Seb actually say in the in, uh, in the press conference afterwards, uh, like he joked, maybe we should leave Binotto at home more. <laughs> God, <laughs> I don't think I don't think Vettel cares what he says. That's anymore, the thing; he can get away with that shit. <clears throat> no. Do you remember when Massa was just when they were asking Massa questions? He's just like, "I don't give a shit. I race for Massa now. I don't race for Ferrari anymore. I race for me." <laughs> Essentially, you've got that, but less pissed off with Sebastian Vettel because he knows he's got a seat for next year. So, but yeah, it was it was good to see that Seb back. We like Happy Seb. <coughs> You know, I did do a little bit of a punch in the air when I realised that Vettel was going to be on the podium for such, let's be honest, such a momentous occasion uh, with the race winner. I thought, you know what? It's right that Seb is on the podium with Lewis for this. And I knew before they even stopped the cars that, the, that Seb would be the first one to go over to congratulate Lewis Hamilton. And he was. Yeah, I mean, he, do, he, does, have, he does have a hell of a lot of respect for Lewis. He just he just appears to be a, a pretty good guy, um, you know. He had his dominant period in the sport for four years, was mm. it four years? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but you know, so he realizes how much you know he 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 must cherish that a lot now. Now that it's not happening, um, and think, wow, you know, that happened in my younger years. Whereas you know, Lewis has got it happening you know, sort of in the later part of his career when, when he's got all that experience, but. Yeah, I mean, he must. It is respect, but I think it's also uh, uh, like an admiration thing as well, because Vettel's been there in, in a dominant car, and he knows what it's like to get the good and the bad. Um, so yeah, it's it's nice to see that they can both share those moments. Mm, yeah, definitely. That leaves us with Mercedes. Uh, I mean, we've already, we've already talked about um, backwards Bottas. This this is the most binary of the results, is it not? Really and truthfully, <laughs> yes. I mean, the, the, is it because the pressure was on? Do you think with Bottas, or the fact that he just had such a terrible first lap that his head went after that? I I think a bit of both potentially. I mean, quote, quote of the race when um, his engineer came on the radio and said four laps to go, and he said, "I wish it was less." <laughs> yeah, that's somebody who's given up, isn't it? Yeah, I, uh, you know, he wanted to. He just wanted to drive drive that car into the garage and just forget that uh, forget that that race had ever happened. Although post race in the pen was quite funny as to who got to go first between Ricardo and Bottas. Oh, the rock paper, rock, pa- rock paper yeah. scissors. <laughs> yeah, they had they played rock paper scissors to see who would go first, and then Bottas said, "Best part of the day." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what was um, yeah what was what was the quote from the first first thing you won all day, isn't it? <laughs> Oops. <laughs> yeah, that was just that was just I mean totally binary in the fact that it was one to completely forget for uh, for Bottas and I think it's a race that Hamilton will never forget. Mm. I, I agree with Lee. I think it's one of Lewis Hamilton's best performances in a Formula 1 car uh, and to do it on a race at a race where you sealed his 7th world title. Um just it speaks volumes really doesn't it i mean throughout his career yes he's had the best car a lot of the time 
and people who you know, don't know a lot about the sport will say, "Well, guy in the fastest car wins." Yep, that's that's true. That most of the time, that's true. But it's what you can do when you don't have the fastest car. Mm. And this this weekend, that Absolutely Mercedes not. was not the fastest car by a long stretch, and he still managed to pull out something special out of the bag and won that race not just by a few seconds by 30 seconds yeah i i thought it was a stunning win stunning win um i thought it was i i i, I would i barring maybe max because of his spin and then because of his penalty and the fact we we really know he should have been further up uh, i i do think the the better drivers finished Higher up this weekend. Yeah, yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the... I, 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 and saying that really like it puts it, it changed how my, my my regard for Sergio Perez. To be perfectly honest, I always looked at Sergio Perez as maybe being at best a a good Ferrari number two if they had like a really strong one, but. um yeah, I th- you know his performance was so good that you've got to. I, I it did make me think. Well, what is he? Maybe if if you look at the say Lewis, um, Max, I'll arguably Vettel if Vettel can get fixed. Like the Vettel this Sunday, for instance, uh, as being maybe the, like the top of Formula One. Is uh, Perez closer to fourth? Than, than I thought he would would be. Well, he's fourth in the championship, despite the fact he missed two races because of of, of COVID. So you know he's overtaken Norris, Ricardo, Sainz. Uh, you know he's way down the road from from Stroll, even who uh, you know is is his teammate. But the the, the winner of Formula 1.5, if you will, if you ignore Mercedes and then Red Bull, is currently Sergio Perez. So I think you've got to, so in, you've got to include Albon his... in Formula 1.5 these days. Mm. But even still, Perez is ahead of him. Yeah. So, yeah, if you're all right, if you remove Max and the two Mercedes drivers, that that's where Perez is. Perez is the is the is the fourth driver to go into triple figures. With he's got a hundred points. What's quite telling is that, uh, but the gap from uh, Perez in fourth to Bottas in second is only ninety seven points. Bottas is on one hundred and ninety seven points. The gap from Bottas in second to Hamilton in first is one hundred and ten. Wow. And the difference in the Perez di- is closer to Bottas than Hamilton is. <laughs> and the diff- you know, the difference in cars between Mercedes and Racing mm. Point is a whole twelve months. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was a, a particularly yeah, exactly. <laughs> I thought it was a particularly bold decision by Hamilton to not come in for the second um tires. No, the the safe, the safety stop. Because this is it with the title on the line. Even if he had skidded a little bit on the way in and they'd done a slow stop and he'd lost a place, knowing how far back Bottas was, it didn't matter. But it was just that that need to be out in front. Well, was... he, he joked about that need to win. Yeah. He, well, he, yeah. he joked about it as well because it was um, it was a pit stop that he made in the last few laps in China in two thousand and seven that lost him the title. Yeah. Yeah. When yeah. Uh, when he beached it on well on the beach that isn't there anymore in the pit lane. Mm-hmm. 
because they've since removed the gravel. Um, but I mean, how he hung on with those tyres, I've got no idea. They, they were, you know, that that was practically, you know, those canvas showing through, I'm convinced. <laughs> you know, I'm, the last time he finished with tyres that bad was Silverstone. Oh, yes. <laughs> nah, they were, what he did was he walked down to Slicks and then just drove on the dry line somehow. And his when Bottas did his second stop for uh, Inters, Hamilton was still faster than Bottas by six seconds a lap. I, I don't... When you saw all the people, like, spinning and having moments and stuff like that, you didn't really see anything like that from Lewis for that race. No, even, even comparing... Uh, there was a couple of corner exits where... You saw Bottas wiggling mm-hmm. on the back end when he came out of certain corners. And then you'd see Hamilton come around the same corner. He looked like he was on rails. Mm. Yeah. I, I think yeah. I think that was it, though. It was the it was just the precision of it. If he'd have gone offline with those tyres and hit, a, a, like, water, he's fucked. You know, it's the... Uh, it, 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 it's the sort of thing we were used to seeing, actually, in mixed conditions from Jensen Button when he could change tyres to either go for like an inter or a slick and he was precise enough to keep it on the dry line of the circuit. Canada yeah. tw- Canada 2011. Yeah. Uh, Australia, when he won in Australia for McLaren as well, when he had his early pit stop. Yeah. Uh, yeah, um... I, I, I think it, it, it really did. Uh, it pre- I think it hammered at home that it, we can we sing the praises of Max, and I do think Max is a brilliant driver. That, but uh, his time as being king of Formula One is going to be very dependent on when Lewis decides to retire. Lewis did say after the race that he feels like he's just getting started, so I don't yeah, think I, it's I don't think it's that. soon. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I think it was Autosport that was saying today it looks like the contract situation for him and Toto will be signed at the end of the season, not not mm. discussed, actually, actually signed. Um, I think I think the problem with Hamilton uh, from a contract yeah. point of view is because he doesn't use a manager, so he does all the reading himself, and the races have just been so constant. You, he probably hasn't had a time to just sit down for a couple of days and do reading of long legal document. Mm. Yeah, I mean it's a it's a brave move not having not having a manager to handle negotiations like that and to do it yourself. Especially with all with all the other commitments that he's got. Mm-hmm. And I'm not even talking about the off track commitments, I'm talking about the on track commitments. Yeah. It also tells you he's not going anywhere because if he was looking at something else with a party he wasn't like familiar with and used to and comfortable doing his own negotiations with he'd probably want a manager yeah i i think the other thing is is it's 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 good and bad for hamilton the position he's in it's good and bad for him because on one hand he is like i'm gonna say arguably the class of the field just because i know people it's 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 hard talk about lewis hamilton because we we all get it that if you if you criticize lewis hamilton then you just hate Lewis Hamilton. If you praise him, then you're a Lewis Hamilton fanboy. There's no, there's no middle ground. Um, so I'll say he's arguably the class of the field. But 
given that Mercedes is the class of the field, like Lewis can walk in in, in a similar situation to how Williams used to be uh, with drivers. And he he's actually got no bargaining chips because realistically Mercedes can always turn around to Lewis and say, Well look, if you don't want if you don't want it, we'll just make Bottas champion next year. Would they or would they make George Russell champion next year? Oh I mean yeah, they could make George <laughs> Russell champion. But you do, do you know what I mean? They could they can they can create the champion next year. Oh yeah, I mean it's 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 completely in their power to decide um who gets it. You know, Lewis is obviously the favoured choice, and you know, it's it's there if he wants it. You know, I think we'll see no changes in Mercedes next year. We'll see Lewis. We'll see Lewis driving for them in a team that is being run by Toto. But I think we'll see Toto at a few less races. And I think Maybe. I think they might be bringing the next the next turtle up. Well, he I said, think what's hasn't more he? likely to happen? It... Yeah, go on, Chris. I was going to say I think what might happen is that Bottas actually retires. It's more likely than Hamilton retiring at the moment. Could be. Yeah, possibly. Could just get sick of being destroyed, or or not even retires. Maybe he moves somewhere else. Maybe um, I don't know. Who would you look at? Ocon. When Ocon decides to leave, if they can't, if Renault can't get Gasly or some, you know, somewhere like that, maybe maybe Bottas decides to go somewhere else. I but- I think it would be more likely Bottas would do a, a Raikkonen and go and do a different motorsport for a, a couple of years. Oh, I was going to say Bottas might do a Raikkonen and become Kimi's replacement. No, Kimi, Kimi is staying. I mean, well, no, for, I don't for 2022. He's, he's not going to retire at the end of this season. <laughs> yeah, I don't think, I think Bottas is one of those guys much like, um, um, not the longe- not in terms of longevity, but, you know, Ricardo Patrese was a fantastic number two driver. Mm. Won races when Mansell couldn't win at Williams. Um, you know, had been with the team for a while, was well liked and respected amongst most of the grid. But when he was forced out of that seat at Williams, went to Benetton for one season, and then when he heard he wasn't going to be at Benetton anymore, went, "Well, I'm not moving backwards down the grid. What's the point in that? I may as well just retire." Yeah, I, th- I think basically, it's the same. I think I agree with Sean. I think he'd go and do something different. Ice rally and go abs- go drive a hypercar. Yeah, but he Bottas is absolutely more cool thought than Hakkinen, isn't he? That's the thing. Yeah, yeah. Everyone everyone expects that he should be doing better, but just somehow doesn't seem to quite get there. Yeah, although I think Coulthard was a better driver than Bottas. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> Um, so, yeah, seven, seven world championships, four consecutive ones. Um, I, what, what more can you say that has not already been said? I know, I know. It's, um, yeah, we, we are literally witnessing, um, like the history of the sport unfolding before us, um, the next, the next milestone for Lewis Hamilton. Now he's got that seventh championship out of the way. Is the hundredth win? You know, I'm pretty sure he's going to come back next year. He should be pretty close to the hundred. If we get the full calendar 
as we're expecting to in 2021. That 100th bin will come pretty quickly. And I, I, if we get a a half calendar, I think the 100th win will come pretty quickly. Don't forget, there's still three races to go this season, and he only only needs six more. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, something like that. 94 wins. Yeah, so he could he he could um, easily be on 97 by the end of the season, and then. I mean, he could take his 100th win at the uh, inaugural Grand Prix of TBC. At the, t- Ooh, at the, t- at the TBC circuit. <laughs> the TBC ring. Yeah. <laughs> Tilka. <laughs> Tilka, by crap. It could be. Maybe that's what Bottas is going to do, the Bottas circuit. <laughs> Maybe it's a lap of the perimeter of Nick Heidfeld's uh, world uh, of disappointment. TBC is scheduled to be fourth. So, yeah, it could... It could happen. Uh, Hamilton doesn't often win the first race of the season, though, does he? Does no. that, True. That, True. That's usually the Bottas one. And everyone thinks, it's his year. Here he is. And <laughs> then Hamilton goes and wins the next three. Let's so, be honest, nobody really has ever thought it's Bottas's year. I know one person that has thought that every time Bottas has won the, won the season opener. Who? Bottas. To whom it may concern. <laughs> yeah, that all seems a bit stupid now, doesn't it? <laughs> to whom it may concern, sit yeah. down. As it turned out, nobody was concerned. No, nobody was concerned. <laughs> At least yeah. of all, Hamilton. <laughs> oh, he's won. That's nice. Oh, I've just won the next five. But yeah, Chris, yeah, like I would like Lewis Hamilton to have a teammate that's not Valtteri Bottas before he leaves Formula One. Um, whether that's George Russell or whether you know um, George Russell ends up being Lewis Hamilton's replacement remains to be seen. Um, but I would like to see another teammate in that car. I don't know who it would be, um, but nobody's pushed Lewis properly since Rosberg was in that car. Bottas has not pushed Lewis Hamilton at all. Maybe on the occasional race, like not not consistently. Jesus Christ! That's why Rosberg changed his flag because Lewis munches fins. <laughs> <laughs> it was See all later. about Lewis. <laughs> See you later, Kovalainen. <laughs> Yeah, what what was it? Thir- Thirteen years since the last non-British or German driver won the World Drivers' Championship, and when uh, when they came out with that start on Saturday, I was like, nah, not strictly <laughs> true. <laughs> mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hail, hail, Rossbergia. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, Chris, like you said, we're, you know, we're, we're watching history, and I want, I, you know, I want to see more of it next season. I know everyone says it's boring. Hamilton wins. Oh yeah, Lewis has won again. Great. Um, if he goes out into the it front, is, it is boring. If there's more performances like that, um, sign me up. Yeah, but oh, then again, I'm ju- then again, we just signed, just signed an eighteen-month deal with Sky. We've got no choice but to watch yeah, it. This is true. But that's it. Was such a weird. Um, you know, it, it was such a weird situation that race, and uh, we and we we haven't seen Formula One as competitive that as that for a long time. I just I just wonder if that's um, giving Stefano Domenicali some thoughts, and he's um, on the phone now to Bernie Sprinkler Co. I, well, for, oddly enough, watching the race, I turned around to my dad and said, "Like this is a good good example of why the twenty twenty one rules need to slash this downforce off the cars because." 
look how exciting this race is. And then literally 30 seconds after I said that, Martin Brundle echoed those, like this, the sentiments. Uh, He's definitely got a tap, hasn't he? The amount yes. of times that happens. I think <laughs> Domenicali um, would be looking at um, sprinklers. I think he'd be looking at employing um, Bernie Tarmac, uh, <laughs> which is nothing to do with Bernie Mac, by the way. Uh, <laughs> Bernie Tarmac company, Eccleston Tarmac, uh, which, which strangely has just got a contract to resurface all the racetracks around the world about, about a week before there's a race there. <laughs> I mean, if that's what it does to it, it's it's good to see. And they, they do work in um, in collaboration with um, Eccleston Cloud Seeding Limited. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Right then, rock stars and wankers. Uh, I'm throwing a wanker up first. Michael Massey. Is this for the starting starting Latin qualifying game? Yeah, starting Q2 while there was still a flatbed truck in a gravel trap moving Latifi's car, and there was there were still stewards on the track, and the surface was wet. What the fuck was he thinking? Yeah, I I know what you're saying. Um, I think. And I don't know for definite, but I think it was uh, race control put out something that that was because everybody was on their outlap, so there was going to be nobody going through at racing speed. But I think race control put something out to all the teams to to let them know that this is double wage yellows and this is why. But the problem the problem was is what if they'd had an issue getting um, getting the truck moved off by the time that somebody had started their outlap. And I'm not saying yeah. that it's not just from a safety perspective. You're screwing up people's qualifying. Yeah. yeah. You know, you've only, you've only got a limited am- was... limited amount of time and tyres, um, and all of a sudden you've lost, you know, four, four minutes of that time. Because yeah, it was on the edge. Yeah. It was right on the edge, and you shouldn't be messing around on the edge with, with, with safety and stuff like that, really. Nobody would have complained if you just let that truck get out of the way and then started Q2. Yeah. Delay, you know, all they had to do was delay qualifying by delay q2 by two minutes everything was running late as it was because of the t- yeah. because of the two stoppages um another one i've got foot in but foot in both camps um 57 and a half laps of rockstar and half a lap of wanker for charles leclerc yeah although on uh, relating um, to i don't know he could Sorry, go on. Yeah, he. You know, I go back to the center thing with that. You're not a racing driver if you don't go for a gap. Two corners to go. If he makes it work, he's glorious. Charles Leclerc second. Wow, look at that. And and had he forced Perez onto the dirty side of the track or onto the wet, wetter, greasier side of the track, and Vettel got third, Leclerc looks like a fucking champion getting two Ferraris on the podium. Whereas it didn't work out. Yeah, okay, maybe it wasn't the greatest of moves, but I don't know that it's don't, necessarily a wanker. I don't know, because from the angle I saw, he was, ahead, he was ahead of Perez, and he just got on the brakes way too and late. That, that there points out the other wanker from the angle you saw, because the race director wanker was too busy paying attention to Mercedes all jumping around that we didn't actually see the start of that whole debacle. Yes. So, yeah. race director wanker. Although we 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 would have complained if we didn't see any celebrations after you know a seven time world champion probably the line. probably yeah I mean the the can't win but have they ever heard of picture in picture yeah. I mean for God's sake RTL used to have Shumi Cam 
Yeah, yeah, they did. Eurosport had it for a little while, I think, as well. Maybe that's it then. Hamcam. Back in the days when they were owned by R- <laughs> back in the day when they were owned by RTL. That's probably why they had it. <laughs> Ham Hamcam sounds like something on a website you probably don't want to be visiting. <laughs> yeah, don't don't Google it. Don't Google it. Sounds <laughs> all basically Lee's browsing history. It is now. <laughs> <laughs> um, Rockstar, Vettel. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely, Sebastian Vettel. Um, shame that he had to become Mexican for the podium. Um, but <laughs> I don't know if anyone spotted that. They put the wrong flags above Perez and Vettel. <laughs> oh, I missed, I missed that completely. Yeah, Perez is now German and Vettel uh, is now Mexican. <laughs> <laughs> Well, he is taking Perez's seat next year, so... Yeah, may yeah. as well to keep the same flag on the car. Why not? Fair point. Um, we, we appear to now have our sort of usual rock star and wanker nominator on uh, on Discord, Wings Triumphant, who helped set the Discord up, so thank you for that. Um, yeah. He's also got a wet track for actually existing for more than five minutes and actually having an impact. Um, Lance Stroll, Rockstar Award. For Saturday, definitely. Yeah. For yeah. Saturday. Uh, yeah, I think he destroyed any rock star credentials on Sunday. <laughs> yeah, but that's the day you always sleep it off. Perez, though, <laughs> he's on the rock star list. Definitely. Yeah, yeah, Perez on the rock star list. Grosjean on the wanker list. I'm sorry, but... I th- I think we put uh, Stroll on the wanker list. He could... He- he completely lost his head. He questioned his team when they tried to bring him in. That's what fucked him up. And then he proceeded to drive backwards. By a lot. By by, by great margins. <laughs> <laughs> by, a, by a non-zero amount. <laughs> For using topical he, phrases, I don't know. I mean, you know, it... he came. He came not winning by a huge number. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, he it, almost fell out of the points. I mean, he, he was in. He was in a damaged car, and but he still screwed his tyres up. To be fair, though, damage to the floor suggests that uh, that doesn't happen by accident. That's, yeah, that's, yeah. That's, he's that's had a little a... wankery trip into a gravel somewhere. Yeah, that's, hasn't he? that's going to be a curb or a gravel thing. Although I, I read front wing. Oh, I'm sure I read floor. But even either a, way, they a, don't break again, by front, themselves. Yeah, front wings <laughs> don't don't just fall off. Or the classic mum phrase: "Well, it didn't get there by itself, did it?" <laughs> and when people were overtaking him, he he took, he went like full on dangerous. I mean, the only reason Charles Leclerc got ahead of Sebastian Vettel. Was because, um, like, Vettel was put in a position where if he didn't back out and go offline, he was going to hit Stroll. Yeah, mm. I, I remember that. Yeah, um, I don't know that that was entirely Stroll. That was just down to conditions, though. I think more than anything. No. Oh, I don't. He went. He went for a Daniel Ricciardo lunge in those conditions, mm. and it was just ridiculous. You know, it's, he was going to crash. He was going to crash into the side of Vettel. It was Vettel that stopped them having an accident. If that would have been Grosjean that um, uh, Stroll tried it on, it would have just been a plane crash. Yeah, and famously as well, Lance Stroll does not look in his mirrors when um, you know when being raced. 
Um, there are YouTube videos dedicated to that. The Lance Stroll doesn't look any nearer. I don't think it's fair to put him in the wanker list because of, you know his performance on Saturday. We, we've been talking about how amazing Lewis Hamilton's performance was on Sunday. Lance Stroll's performance on Saturday probably just as important for Lance Stroll. But when it came to it, when it came to the race, he, he did fall away after that halfway point. No, no points for Saturday. I, I reckon I reckon we give him the James Blunt award. Does a does a <laughs> does a good job in one way, but the thing that he should be doing the best is absolutely crap at. <laughs> Everyone loves James Blunt's Twitter. That's a, that's a strange way of looking at it. But... <laughs> I, 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 yeah, I get it though. <laughs> um, and obviously Lewis Rockstar as well. I don't I, think we I, mentioned I, him. I, I was I was just going to say Rock God, basically. I, th- I think win- yeah. winning your winning your seventh title. Jesus Christ, Paul! You're gonna get tonsillitis off the end of his penis. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's on, it's only it's only a one-off. Is that one? Um, you know, he's, he's Robert Plant, basically. Uh, another wanker, Alpha Tori, for whatever the hell they did to Gasly's car. Yep. Also, um, wankery Bottas for not pulling out of the way under blue flags, and then I think only actually getting out of the way because he by mistake went out of the way. Yeah, what was it? Four laps. Four laps. Lewis was stuck behind him, and um, I, think... I don't think it was four laps. I think it might have been four blue flag points, which is the point at which you start getting penalties. And he was, he yeah. was, um, it was in front of oh God. It was in front of Perez, uh, Leclerc, and Vettel for quite a bit as well. Mm. Yeah, it was. Uh, the did you hear about the radio message? Lewis's radio message to Mercedes. Yeah, tell what was it? Tell him, uh, tell him to move out of the way, otherwise he will get a penalty. Mm. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. It, it was uh, <laughs> Valtteri's getting blue flags. Someone might want to remind him to move out of yeah. the way. <laughs> I enjoyed Lewis's um, uh, radio message when he when he radioed back into the garage because I I take it he'd already told them to be quiet at this point. <laughs> and when he radioed back in, said, "Look, all I want to know is are these tires going to explode?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Let's just check on Amazon. <laughs> um, oh, the return of the uh, suggestions for Captain Obvious. Oh, uh, Valtteri Bottas, bit of a disaster. Yeah, I don't that, think that, we was need... his, that was his tweet. I think. Wasn't yeah, it? I don't yeah. think we need any more than that, no. do we? Is his career finished? Um... <laughs> oh, with the with the Rosberg meme. Yeah. <laughs> So, all in all, bit of a classic. Yeah, it was solid. I think yeah. so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it, best race of the year. I can't, I can't see us having a better race than this year for the for the rest. Right, Bahrain Squovel. Mm. It's damaged. <laughs> um. I don't know. I think the Bahrain you... Squovel will be interesting. I'm looking forward to the Squovel, only because I think uh, Ferrari are going to really struggle on it. And the fact that Squovel's a really fun word to say. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, it is a fun word. Yeah, it's a very, it's a very strange circuit, and I am looking forward to seeing. I think this is going to be the first lap of a Formula One race. It's likely to be under a minute, especially in qualifying, possibly over that in the race. But yeah, I mean, F one have said uh, F one have said they don't want any circuits that uh, can be lapped in can be lapped in under a minute. And I think they're only doing this out of necessity and like, oh, fucking hell, it's 2020. In a pandemic, rules do not apply. Nothing counts. And I don't actually think we'll see a circuit like this ever again. 
you know, just 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 bloody watch, and um, it'll get to uh, it'll get to next year, and we'll announce something at fucking Daytona or um, full, in- no, full India. No, this is or an something. amazing race. Mm. You know, unless it's amazing at the Squirrel for some unbeknown reason, um, I don't know what that would be right now. But if it's an incredible race, then maybe they'll consider it, you know, shorter circuits a bit a bit more. We'll see, I suppose. Yeah, um, I mean, you know, IndyCar right the race I mean, on ovals, but any other. it'll be yeah, it'll probably be like eighty laps. Isn't it eighty nine? Is it eighty nine? Fucking hell! <laughs> Glad we're not doing the live yeah, blogs I anymore. That gets confusing. Yeah, I think they're saying there's 89. I think 89. I mean, I'm going to have to Google this now. I'm going to do some right-handed googling whilst holding my microphone in my left hand. Are we going to um, are we going to set bets on the over/under for how many laps Latifi's behind by the end of the race? Oh hell! <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we're not even previewing that one for another fortnight because we've got a week off coming. Then we've got normal Bahrain next. Is that the Sakia Grand Prix? Is that what that, that is? Yes, that's. I think the Sakia Grand Prix is the Squirrel. I'm uh, I'm not entirely sure. Um, right, as far as the news goes, there isn't really a great deal because we're kind of at that point of the season and there's still contracts to be arranged and seats to be sorted for next year that nobody seems to have uh, seems to have done um very telling from uh, very telling from Gunter Steiner this weekend about the lineup for next year saying if we were able to tell you sometimes we can sometimes we can't and this is one of the times we can't in other words two current F2 drivers that haven't got the super license points yeah although Yuri Vips now has enough super license points he has he was um he was Alpha Tori's reserve driver for the the weekend just gone so if it all falls apart with Sonoda, we could be seeing him as Gasly's teammate next season. Yeah, because he's—I think he's one that benefits from this thirty-point thing, isn't he? Yeah. If your if your uh, if your progression was affected by COVID, and of yeah, course, which it was for him, because he he couldn't get to Japan to do the uh, to do the Super Formula. So yeah, he might he might end up. At more races next year, we could get. Um, don't know if we'll see him racing or not. But we could get to see him in the odd FP one. Possible. Okay, I've just yeah. got the I've got the uh, the official uh, answer about how many laps oh, yeah. the Sakia Grand Prix will be. Um, the twenty twenty Sakia Grand Prix, which takes place over eighty seven laps of the Bahrain Ooh, International Circuit. That's quite a few. That that is many. Well, if IndyCar can do um, yeah. ovals on uh, sub-one-minute circuits, I'm sure F1 can give it a go on uh, similar tracks with more corners. Yeah, I think as a, as a one-off experiment, why not? The whole of 2020 has been a one-off. 3.543 kilometres, and I think three kilometres of that are straight. So that's like the length of the prom. Yeah. <laughs> so I know that's miles, isn't it? That's three point... No, it's, it's 1.6 no, it's miles. two miles. It is, sorry, yes. Miles, yes. Yeah, so three and a half yeah. kilometres. yeah. That takes more than a minute, though, doesn't it, at the minute? For, for, any, for anyone that doesn't <laughs> know what Douglas Prom looks like, go onto our YouTube channel and just look for um, the shit Valencia Grand Prix. So does that, does that mean... 10 that, pence Valencia. <laughs> <laughs> so does, does that mean that the Sakir Grand Prix is going to be slightly less shit Valencia? Hopefully, yes. Less shit than Valencia would be a good start. It's going to rain, isn't it? <laughs> it's 2020 don't rule anything out um, right shall we shunt it yes why not well in which case let me close my google window mm. 
I have I have just got the uh, not, recording window open. Go. Phone face down. Phone's yeah, away I, from I, me. I nearly closed that. That would have been interesting. <laughs> <laughs> we have made that mistake at this end before, have we not? Yes, yes, I, uh, yes, I have. <laughs> yes, I have. Uh, this one was so, 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 so sent in by is it James Pascal. Is that, is that how you pronounce it? I assume so. You've got it written in front of you. I think so, yeah. <laughs> I've got Pascal. Uh, is it Pascal with an E on the end? No. Oh. Was oh, it a QUA job? No. P A S C H A double L. Pashal. Could be. Yeah. Tell, right. you, tell, you, tell you what, James, drop, drop us a tweet and let us know how to pronounce it. <laughs> <laughs> this is where he's Hames rather than James. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's his own fault. corner on three legs or wheels. <laughs> Who's playing music? music? I can hear music. Who's playing music? Oh, God, is it the neighbour? I'm not playing yeah, music. Yeah, I, can, I can't, I can't, I can't hear, hear anything. It's I you, am. then. Because me and Lee both heard that. Yeah, it was like ambient. Oh, yeah. Of... What, what yeah. like elevator music? No, no. like synthwave. Oh. <laughs> yeah, like an ambient swirl. <laughs> it, it wasn't me. <laughs> it, it's, yeah, anyone hijack the Discord? Ambient <laughs> swirl is the uh, is a new ice cream. It sounds no, it sounds um, like a pastry. I think it sounds like something you'd have with a cup of coffee. No, I, ambient swirl is absolutely a Ben and Jerry's ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> it's but the problem is it's it's it, there was who uh, it was James uh, no Tim Dillon. I was listening to do stand up the other day, and he said the problem with Ben and Jerry's is there's always something in it you don't want. That it's like you get chocolate and caramel and bits of my couch. <laughs> <laughs> um, right. I was born. Yeah. Yeah. In 1965. Okay, okay. so 55. Okay, so mm-hmm. 55. I am American. Right. Right then. I have four F1 podiums and one F1 win. So, are we thinking potentially not driver? Yeah, because I can't, th- I can't think of any um, any drivers that would be around that age. Mm. Well, American drivers that would be around that yeah. age. Um, I'm going to go for it's not Scott Speed. So, one win. You'd be looking at somebody who was around in the 90s, and I can't think of any mm. American drivers who were around in the 90s, let alone successful ones. <laughs> so, so it's one, one win and four podiums. Which, for an American, Formula One is very successful. That is, that is, yeah. So, yeah. I, I have 41 entries in Formula One. Is this guest time now? I oh, know you should have had guests. Yeah, I think before, we were still. I thought we were still talking, and then another clue turned up. Mm. <laughs> um, right, so I think it's. I think it's a thing. I think it's going to be a, a yeah, something of that nature. It's definitely not Christian Fittipaldi. It is not. Or it's going to be. Or Michael. A An- non, or Michael a Andretti. Non, a non-racing. Yeah, person. Michael Andretti was not good. Um, I mean, it could, it could be Mario a, Andretti was good, but he's too old. Um, it could be somebody related to 
um, a team sort of in a yeah. in a team principal kind of. How about how about Adrian Reynard? Hmm. I don't know who that is, so I I can't help he that. Was the he was the American of British American Racing VAR. Oh, okay. Um, and I don't know if he maybe did a two slightly more than two seasons before VAR was then brought up by ProDrive, wasn't it? I think eventually. Um, I think I think it was just um, given to ProDrive to manage. Right. So but, I'm going to say Adrian Reynard. That's, that's a, a good one. Guess. That's a good one. He, he's probably older than that if he's still alive. I think he might even be dead. But, <laughs> um, I think he's probably older than that. But that's it, it's a good shout for a first guess. Yeah. Sounds good to me. He owned a he owned a chassis making company. Yeah. Because Reynard's were the big ones alongside uh, Delara and. Up to 1997, yeah, Lola. That's fair enough. In 1976, what, I achieved... What was it? 41 success. entries, by the way, did you say? The previous clue. Yes. Right, yeah. okay. Yep. In 1976, I achieved my greatest success, scoring 20 points and finishing fifth in the Constructors' Championship. It's not Adrian Reynard. <laughs> it's very not Adrian Reynard. Um... Right, so American-based teams that have been going for a bit, or that had. You, can, if you the, can have one more, and then give me a guess, and then we have this game back on track. <laughs> better, get, better get the next clue in, yes. then. Yeah. My my first ent- entry was a McLaren powered with a Cosworth engine. Okay, so I'm definitely thinking team. Mm-hmm. Because that was back in the days of buying customer cars and sticking in, well, sticking a Ford DFV in the back of them. Well, McLaren um, did were powered by Cosworth for a short while as well. In 1976, everyone apart from Ferrari was powered by Cosworth, weren't they? Uh, yeah, I think so. Actually, um, this guy, this this guy keeps writing F1, F dash one. And I think it's disgusting. <laughs> what is your preferred styling of F1? Just a capital F and one will be fine. Or spell the fucking number. Fair play. <laughs> um, F dash one, one makes it seem like a fighter jet. <laughs> <laughs> right. I'm just. Um, I'm just thinking. I'm just thinking back through seventies teams. So, best best result in the seventy six season only did forty one races. So that's only going to be three seasons mm-hmm. from the way it was round about then, because obviously because uh, that was pre Concord Agreement, and not all the teams turned up at every race because some of them didn't go to like South Africa and mm-hmm. Brazil and. Yeah, I think everyone only turned up at the '76 Japanese Grand Prix because uh, Bernie had bought the TV rights, so all the sponsors went yes. Um, aside from that, so if they were in the '76 Constructors Championship, then we have to think about uh, what teams got mentioned in Rush because that was heavily round the '76 Championship. Yes. And obviously, twenty-one in those days was too young for a driver. 
too young, definitely too young for a team owner. So I'm thinking it's, it's a team. It's got to be. It would have been eleven in '76 if they were born. Yeah, I think it's. Yeah. I think it's a. Yeah, if they're born in '65, they would have been eleven. Yeah, that's true. So it's good. It's not a person. It's got to be a thing. Um, if they were driving a, if it was a McLaren powered by a Cosworth engine, that definitely leads me to think team. I uh, think wouldn't be March. That was all British. Uh, Could it be something like Firestone? Have they ever? They've, have they ever done tyres? They've done. They've done. They have done tyres, but I think they've done more than forty-one races. I think they're Japanese. Oh, are they? Yeah, I, I have a feeling that Firestone aren't actually American. Fair Cooper tyres are American. Uh-huh. And Cooper may have, have, have done an entry in Formula One for a few races and then gone, nah, that's enough. Could have done. Mm. I'm going to rush you for my own sanity. Okay. <laughs> ah, rush. See what you did there. Mm. Yeah, Cooper tyres is a good call. Yeah, let's go with Cooper tyres. Uh, British drivers David Hobbs and John Watson have driven for me. All the American listeners are now going absolutely mental because they know more about David Hobbs than we do because he was one of their commentators that Statman used to ah, work with when it was on NBC. Oh, sorry, not Hobbs. Hops, isn't it? Sorry. I thought it was Hobbs. Hops. It's got here. Oh. H-O-P-P-S. <laughs> but, do you trust I mean, the spelling of a man who hyphenates F1? I'm just saying... Yeah, I was just going to bring up the hyphen gate. Do you know what? I think I may have been getting confused. Firestone and Bridgestone being Bridgestone Japanese. Bridgestone are I can't Japanese. Which one? I'll, Brid- let like, you ha- I'll let you have case. both foot. They're wrong. Um, <laughs> don't, don't, case, no, I'm, I'm just thinking then um, one well, of them is Japanese, and, and I think I may have gone for the wrong Bridge, one. Bridgestone possibly. are the Japanese ones, and I think they own Firestone. They were Bridgestone's Fair American enough. brand. Oh, they certainly are. This, certainly must be. Might be now. Right. Yeah. Firestone in that case are the American brand. Yeah. I, if Bridgestone is Japanese. Anyway, at least says it's not. I'll give you a clue that the answer to this quiz has about as much to do with rubber as a horny stripper. Right. So quite a lot. No, wrong. <laughs> you didn't used to see some of the clothes that I used to sell in my old clothes shop and some of the clientele that I had. Anyway. Um... Right, some kind of, it's it's a team then. Uh next clue? Yeah. Or a, or a thing that's in a car. Could be a thing. But not a tire. I like like Ferrari, my team had a long sponsorship deal with Philip Morris. Hmm. Uh just trying to think of all the Philip Morris brands. This is not an area I excel in. There Be- is no Spaffer. Beyond Marlborough, I have no freaking idea. Anybody else have a Marlborough-sponsored car? What about a Silk Cut? Um, Silk Cut Formula 1 team, was there not? Yeah, but that was... Um, in the 80s, though. Yeah, but I want to say... Silk Cup sponsored loads of motorsport for a while, didn't they? Sponsored everything. They used to sponsor the rugby. Yeah. What about cigars? Hamlet? Uh, Benton and Hedges. Not Philip Morris. Right. I only know that because of the TV advert. It just used to say Hamlet the cigar from Benton and Hedges. 
Um, not being an expert on tobacco, because I just used to smoke Marlborough, and that was it. Um, is there another clue? Yeah, two. Oh, thank God for that. Uh, uh, yeah, um, blah, blah, blah. It's a, uh, left the sport in 1977 to focus on my efforts in uh, on IndyCar, where I achieved my greatest success. Um, I reckon it could it could be it could be Lola, because they have had IndyCar success. Because I think they would have made chassis and possibly put a team in. Um, although buying a McLaren. Mm-hmm. There's not going to have ever been anyone like a Dale Coyne or an AJ Foyt or anyone randomly dipping their toe into F1 for a year or two. Not that I can. Not that I, I can can't think picture it, of. but yeah, Bobby Unser racing or something. Mm. I don't think we might. I think we might need the number ten. Next and next and final clue. Why is there no spaffer? I have two NASCAR championships and five IndyCar championships. Did Penske put a team in uh, Formula One? Do you know what? They fucking did. And the Penske, Because they are the, always sponsored by Marlborough, or they were. Yeah, the, Pens- the Penske's looked exactly like um, like an 80s McLaren. Yeah, uh, because they were red and white with the Marlborough logo on them. That's the only thing I can think of. Yeah, and I'm sure Penske had a Formula One team for a while. And they have been. They have done both NASCAR and IndyCar. Chris, I think you've got it. I think ask, this is sounding good. Ask the question. Uh, are you Penske or Roger Penske of some description? I am Team Penske, formerly Penske Racing. Yeah, I'll take that well one. Done, Do you know what? There could have been a very easy spaffer in there. My owner owns IndyCar. That's not a spaffer, that's this is the answer. <laughs> <laughs> oh come on. Some, sometimes with the way that we think these through, that's what the spaffer has to be. That was a that was yeah. a really good one though. Yeah, that got us thinking. It got the old it cogs turning. Yeah, so Lee, we've said this a thousand times before. Actually we haven't we've only said it two hundred and seventy three. Um how do you <laughs> send in a total shunt? You can send me a personal message on Twitter or Instagram by looking for at a total shunt. And if you want to get hold of the show, we we are on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Three Legs Four Wheels. And to get us individually, we are at Sean Cowper, at Flood Twenty One, and at Pablo One Hundred. Of course, you can always go old school and email us Three Legs Four Wheels at gmail dot com. And um, if you want to hear a little more of us, although not this week because we've not had time to record one uh, tonight, we do an extra show for our Patreon subscribers every week. It's uh, chatting about sort of various things, music, movies, comics, uh, life in general. Quality of burgers has come up recently quite a bit, hasn't it? It's an important subject. It, it definitely is. Um, if you go to patreon.com slash three legs four wheels, I need a drink, um, you can sign up there from as little as $1, one pound, or one euro a month. And you even get the uh, you even get the main podcast early. And if we've got sponsors, you get the ad-free version. Can't say fairer than that, can you? No, not at all. That sounds not reasonable. Really. <laughs> Right. Just give us money. <laughs> we will be uh, we'll be back next week. We'll be previewing the I guess the final triple header of the season. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's 
that's it. Is it two two Bahrains? Two Bahrains and, and an Abu Dhabi. And an Abu Dhabi, yeah. That that's that sounds like some kind of Cockney transaction. <laughs> I'll have two Bahrains and an Abu Dhabi, please, love. <laughs> yeah, that'll be a monkey. <laughs> we're going to be absolutely beaten by F1 by the time this this season finishes, aren't we? Yeah. It's, it's like we're already on the ropes, and it's it, it, the referee should really be calling it, and then we've got a triple header. Yeah, I'm I'm looking over at the corner, and I can't see the fucking towel. No, and that is concer- <laughs> that's concerning me. Oh, there's there's already been a Russian banker involved that wants to see us die in the fifth. <laughs> <laughs> We will make it to the end of the season. We can do this. Thanks to everyone for listening. Uh, We'll see you next week. Stay safe. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.